Hi, I'm Sophia Amoruso, founder and CEO of Girlboss. And this is Girlboss Radio, the show for and about ambitious women, exploring the wins, losses, and insights learned on the winding road to success. On today's show, I'm chatting with the one and only brow pioneer, Anastasia Sore, the founder and CEO of Anastasia Beverly Hills. And if you don't know who Anastasia is, well, you've been living under a rock and your eyebrows probably look bad. But I want to say that before she showed us how transformative great eyebrows can be, nobody was paying attention to eyebrows. Anastasia launched her first brow product in the year 2000. That was 19 years ago. And now her company is worth $3 billion. So we're going to hear all about her story. I'm excited for our conversation. Here's a little bit of what Anastasia shared during our chat. I did one eyebrows and I let everybody watching me doing that. I was sold after five minutes. The, the concept was sold because eyebrow is such an instant gratification. It's such an instant change that I don't need even to, to say too much. I will fill in your eyebrows the right shape and, and you are sold. You understand. Stay tuned for my chat with Anastasia. We talk about how she got her first clients, what makes for a good pair of eyebrows, and so much more. Here's our conversation. Anastasia, welcome to Girlboss Radio. Thank you so much for having me. I feel so lucky to have you here. Our listeners are all really big fans. What you've achieved is so impressive and unique, I think, as a female entrepreneur or any entrepreneur. Um, So I start every episode of Girl Boss Radio with the same question. And going back to, because I know you did brows early in your career, but I want to talk about earlier in your career because that's the stuff that doesn't end up in your bio. Um, Earlier in like my life. first, yeah, yeah, I couldn't even call it a career necessarily. Yeah. What was your first job? Like, doesn't have to be professional, just crappy. Um, look, I, I worked, my mother uh, used to have an atelier. She had six, seven people working for her, uh, making clothes for women. And um, my father died when I was 12, and she came to me and said, look, this is a communist regime. This is a difficult way of uh, having your own business because you are not allowed to have your own business, and you have to help me to run this business. i uh, like, Mom, I'm 12. I can't. I don't know what to do. Like, no, you are smart. I will teach you everything. You're just, you could, you could uh, design the clothes for my clients because I was very good at drawing and um, you could help me just watch and run when I'm not home or in the atelier this business and this is what I did and something similar you've had with your daughter exactly who's now the president of your company so it's it's a family it's a family run business Um, and I want to get into that a little bit later sure Uh, so growing up in Romania you grew up in Romania you came over here at at what age 30 Mm What did you think your life would be when you were in Romania? You know, could you dream as big as what you've achieved today in a climate like that? Did you dream of having a big career? 
being in a communist regime, I mean, we, I didn't even know what America was all about. I just, when I, I was thinking to come to America, I was thinking of being free to do what my dream was, to follow my ambition and to, to, to do something, to be significant, to, because in Romania it was impossible. They were especially for women. When you first started working in America, you didn't speak English. No, I came here, didn't speak the language, and, um, and I started working as an esthetician in a, in a salon. And you have a multi-billion dollar business today <laughs> uh, that you owned 100% of until pretty recently? Um, until last year, yes. I, I, I wanted to have a partner to be able to help me with operation globally. And uh, I um, sold the minority to TPG. Yeah, and they're like a best in class. And I want to talk just a little bit about the difference between private equity and venture capital later sure. in our conversation. Mm-hmm. What would your advice be to fellow immigrants who are currently struggling to make ends meet, have their dream and heart, come to America? Uh, in my opinion, too, if you are an immigrant, you could see opportunities in this country that usually if you are born here, you don't see them because you are so used to. Um, that's why I think uh, immigrants are working harder. They will take many jobs just because they want to do something. They left their family and they came here to prove that they could do something. Um, I think my advice to them is just to whatever they decide to do, they should try to be the best in class of their craft. And you came here and you started waxing legs and then... And facials. And facials and you saw an opportunity for brows. Correct. And you had to convince your manager that brows were a thing. How did you know brows were a thing, were going to be a thing? You know, I was looking at the picture of my own picture when I was in school and and I had this pencil thin round eyebrow that I looked surprised in every picture. (laughs) And... um, in Romania, was the norm to have your eyebrow tweezed by your esthetician before you get your facial. Um, and I realized when I came here that, um, okay, eyebrow has to have a certain shape that will complement your face, your features. And I remember my art teacher always talking about how important to change an emotion on a portrait. When you draw a portrait, just change eyebrows. And everything kind of clicked in my head at that time. And I thought, wow, I should go back and kind of revisit the, the all those studies of Leonardo da Vinci based on the golden ratio. And this is how slowly I start developed this technique on how to shape eyebrow according to everybody's bone structure and natural shape. And um, I start doing more and more eyebrows. And um, uh, the... I, I wanted to kind of um, convince everybody that eyebrows are so important. I I did my own eyebrow and changed completely my look. I believed in that. Even so, nobody else believed it, but I believed it deep inside. And I wanted to be the best on, on shaping the eyebrows. And this is what I did. How did you get people to believe it? You know, it's so easy. Once I will do one eyebrows, it, you... you I give a client the mirror and you could see it because the human eye is encoded to recognize that balance and proportion. So you don't need to know just if I will fill in, you think like, wow, yes, this makes me look 
awake, this makes me, because it, what it does brings a harmony on the face. So the human eye is encoded to recognize that. It's a little bit of an anchor for your face, I find. Of course. Uh, very important. Yeah. Um, so you then started renting out your own space. Yes, I rented a, a room, a tiny little room in a salon in Beverly Hills. And for four years, I worked there six, seven days a week, nonstop, to was, be honest. Was it scary to rent a space? Did you know you'd be able to afford I it? I mean, look, everybody around me said, well, are you crazy? You have a job. You make some money. You'd like why you want to open your own business. I mean, there are people that are born in this country and they don't do that. Um, and I said, look, what do I have to lose? This is what I, first of all, I left my family. I came here. I want to do something with my life. And what do I have to lose? If this will not work, I will go back and work in another salon. But I want to try this. Otherwise, I will feel sorry for the rest of my life that I didn't try it. Did social media contribute early on? No, at that time it wasn't. The, the biggest influencer at that time was Oprah Winfrey. <laughs> Did she talk it. about you? Oh, yeah. I was in 98. I was on her show doing live her eyebrows. Wow. That was like yeah, that's it. getting an Oscar that's for myself. That's it, yeah. Yes. Um, and then your business just grew exponentially. I mean, it, it exploded yes. and you became known for the thing that you earned to so, be known for. So in 97, I opened the salon in Beverly Hills because I started getting, so in that little room, I built my business. Uh, I was very busy. I had a lot of clients and I opened in 97 a salon on Bedford Drive. It's still there. And um, uh, two years later, I was on Oprah show doing her eyebrows. And at that time, I was working with a lot of celebrities like Jennifer Lopez, uh, uh, Michelle Pfeiffer, like a lot of celebrities. Uh, Elle McPherson, um, Sharon Stone. I mean, really amazing uh, celebrity that really validated my work. And it was like three hours waiting to get your eyebrows done. But after I went on Oprah show, it was like... Explosion. Explosion. At what time did you decide to develop your own products? Because well, that's a whole... in ninety in ninety eight, I was doing the the in the salon. I used to do the eyebrows, and there were no products for eyebrows, so I used to mix eyeshadow with some Vaseline and some aloe vera. And the client always used to tell me, like, "Well, my eyebrow looks amazing when I leave the salon, but tomorrow morning, I wake up and." Uh, my eyebrow doesn't look that great because I have some gaps here. And I thought, okay, I need to do some products because there were no products for um, eyebrows. What do you think about that, microblading? You know, microblading uh, looks amazing when you have it done fresh. But after a while, after a month or two, it changes the color. Mm. So I have it, and I just wonder if there's scar tissue that builds up the more times you... Kind of slice into your face, I imagine. Don't know. Maybe you should ask a dermatologist because I'm not an expert. I have. Everyone says it. That's not how it works. Hiring can be a challenge. Oh my god, I'm so deep in it. And Codable co-founder Gretchen Hebner 
also knows that she needed to hire a game artist for her education tech company and knew it wouldn't be easy to find someone to grow with her team. And that's why she went to ZipRecruiter. ZipRecruiter doesn't depend on candidates finding you. It finds them for you, hence the name ZipRecruiter. Its technology identifies people with the right experience and invites them to apply to your job so you get qualified candidates quickly. Gretchen posted her job on ZipRecruiter.com, and she was impressed with how quickly she found qualified applicants. I have been, too. She also used ZipRecruiter's screening questions to filter her candidates so she could focus on the best ones. And that's how Gretchen found a new game artist in less than two weeks. With results like that, it's no wonder four out of five employers who post on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate within the first day. So see why ZipRecruiter is effective for businesses of all sizes. Try ZipRecruiter for free at our web address, ZipRecruiter.com slash girlboss. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash G-I-R-L. B-O-S-S, ZipRecruiter.com slash GirlBoss, ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. So you say every time that a customer's in your chair, they're, they're your boss. What does that mean to you? Well, that means um, a customer is your boss. I, it, she owns that time that she's in my chair. I need to take care of her. I need to make sure she's going to live happy. I need to make sure that she's going to look her best. And I will do everything in my power that she's going to be happy. And does that still apply to the work that you do today that you've spread throughout your business? Is that what it's like? How do you trans- translate that into your team doing that, your team living that out every day? I, I have a lot of um, trainings with my, my team, not only on shaping eyebrows or applying or talking about the makeup, but how you exactly, why we do this, why I do this. I do this for the clients, yes? to make them happy, to, uh, I want to create products that uh, they love, or I want to create products that they don't even need that exist or they need, but I'm able to put them in their hands and they will think, wow, this is the best thing ever. Yeah, it's, um, it's incredible how people don't realize that if you don't have customers, you don't have a business. You don't exist. And that's all that matters is that they're happy. We work for me and my, my daughter. This is our mantra. We work for you. We, we try to, to do our best. So when you start, started selling products, you had an, a pretty limited market. You had a big celebrity clientele, but you were so, still a pioneer. Yes. Um, but you went to 20 Nordstrom stores, which at the time was not a lot. Um, and obviously brows are huge today, and you're very much responsible for that. But it seems like your whole career, you've seen something before it was there, encountered a ton of resistance, but pushed through anyway because you would have understanding of what the customer wanted and needed. How did you keep that faith in yourself when Nordstrom was like, all right, we'll, we'll try you out. We'll put a corner, like you can go in a corner of our, of our beauty department. You know, I really believed in it. I really believed and I wanted to become the best of my craft. And I knew that I was the best. And I remember vividly, I was in a conference room in, um, in Nordstrom's headquarter. There were probably 15 people from Nordstrom's, and I was with my daughter there. And um, we were trying to explain how important eyebrow was. Like, uh, yeah, they were looking at us like, okay. Um, and I said, um, I'm a salesperson, okay? Um, I had a brow kit with me that it was there, the five-item brow kit. And I 
checked all the women there and was one lady with the very light eyebrows and over twees. I said, I could talk here for five hours. Still, you don't understand what I'm talking. Can I do your eyebrows? And everybody looked at me like, yeah, sure. I did one eyebrows and I let everybody watching me doing that. I was sold after five minutes. The, the concept was sold because eyebrow is such an instant gratification. It's such an instant change that I don't need even to, to say too much. I will fill in your eyebrows the right shape and, and you are sold. You understand. Of course, it took me many hours, many trips. In the weekends, we used to travel, me and my daughter, around the country to to. Uh, teach women how important eyebrows were and, and using the products, the right products. It took a lot of effort. We worked, but we believed it. And, and to me, the satisfaction of seeing a woman that when I give her the mirror after I fill in her eyebrows, like, this is what I work hard for. It. It's transformative. It's alchemical. So transformative. I think people can think that this stuff is superficial. You know, I sold no, fashion for a really long time and someone puts on a motorcycle jacket for the first time and she feels like she can take on the world. Of course. You wear a red lip for the first time and you're like, oh shit. Like, I'm more confident for some reason. Oh, oh absolutely. I think having your eyebrow and, and makeup, if, and, and I love that social media brought this to a, a broader audience, the makeup, the importance of makeup. I think having and learning how to do your own makeup is so important because it makes you powerful. What makes you beautiful makes you powerful in my So you're scrappy. You came over here. You pulled yourself up and then you have a business and it's very different running a large business than it is a small business where you're touching everything, you have control of everything. And then there's dealing with finances and leases and distrib, I don't even know, yeah. manufacturers and labs. And again, don't know. How did you become a business person? How did you evolve into the person who is capable, has been capable of building a $3 billion business? Look, I tried. I, I was kind of careful moving forward step by step. Uh, but um, I have to say, I learned from my mistakes. I did so many mistakes and I learned from uh, my, my, uh, my theory is that you are allowed to do only one mistake. <laughs> Don't do it again, the same mistake. Um, so uh, it, it wasn't easy. And I learned. I'm worked with people that knew more than me. I wanted to learn. I surround myself with smarter people than me. And, and I guess I got here. And what mistakes did you encounter along the way? Oh, God, so many. Did you get into any bad contracts with people? Yeah, absolutely, yes. So I how, did. for an early entrepreneur, what would you say is important for us to protect ourselves? going? Get in? a good lawyer, the best lawyer. I, and I know when they are expensive, you feel like, oh, I don't want to spend that much money. But trust me, later on, you spend way more money. Get a very good lawyer. Get a very good accountant. Those are two very important things. And get really hire people that know more than you do. Also, prenup. <laughs> Unrelated. <laughs> I think it's good to have a great family law attorney when you get married. Cause, For sure. You know, uh, well, it's not the case. I'm never going to get married. So, well, How come? Um, because I don't want to deal with that. <laughs> You're busy. And I don't need to. I mean, I think marriage is overrated. I mean, I... You could be with somebody exactly. for the rest of your life. So how did you transition from brows into beauty? Um, we start... 
When we launched in 2000, we had the full makeup line. But I realized that when we launched in Nordstrom's, we have to pay for the makeup artist. Well, I couldn't afford that. So it was a conscious decision to pull out the makeup and keep only eyebrow products because we have esthetician that they used to charge for the eyebrow shaping and they could pay for themselves. So we couldn't afford to have makeup artists on top to sell the makeup. And we, we pull out the makeup, we kept only eyebrow products, and then we relaunched in 2014 uh, on our website through the social media, through Instagram. How big has Instagram been for you? We have 20 million followers right now. Yeah, what it's you- amazing. It was amazing for us. And you've pioneered social media I mean you've pioneered way I think we were the ones that we kind of created this family uh, beauty family and we kind of um, promote makeup artists or people that just loved they were self-taught makeup artists and we could see that every year they will get better and better at their craft and then we start doing collaboration with them uh, palettes and uh, we gave them a chance to grow and uh, while they were promoting our products it was wonderful and it's still and what percentage of your business are browsed today oh no no, I mean, still makeup is, yes, oh, for sure, for sure. Makeup's larger. Probably 30, 30% is eyebrows. Wow, wow. That's amazing. Is, to, yes. You know, to to come up, pioneer brows, I mean, I hope you have patents or, you should get a royalty yes, of like every do. brow product that anybody sells. Um, so I wanted to get into the family business. Sure. Your daughter is the president yes. of Anastasia Beverly Hills. What is She the, earned that uh, title, trust me. How, how did she earn it? Uh, she worked as a um, manager at the salon, and then slowly she, I, and I fired her, by the way, after the first month <laughs> because she was late. Um, and she thought, ah, she's my mom, I could be late. And like, no, you're fired. She went, she got another job, and after a while she came back because after the taxes she realized she would not have enough money to pay her rent. Um, because she was extremely good in what she did, I got her back. I gave her the the job back with the condition that she will never be late again. I will be harder on her than all the other employees because I set an example. And um, the moment she will pass the entrance, the door, uh, she's not my daughter. She's an employee and I'm her boss. So um, ever since we have that rule and it's still working. Uh, So after a few years, she left. uh, she, She wanted to come and work at the corporate office for the makeup. And uh, slowly, she was in every department. She, I kept her for a year at marketing, then a year in sales. Every, every, um, um, every department, she was able to be there and learn everything. And uh, now she is um, doing the products, the makeup products. I do the eyebrows. She does the makeup and the marketing, all the content. We have a studio, all the content that we create is done by her. She directs. We have a full team there, 20 people. So she is pretty smart, my daughter. She's amazing, actually. I think I understand why. Um, Yeah. I was very tough, I have to say, very tough. I think I was harder on her than all the other employees. But um, I wanted her to really learn and be the best 
what she did. So you described what she does day to day. What does your role look like? So I oversee everything, finance. I mean, I have executive in every department and everybody reports to me and I need to make sure everything is run smoothly. Do you enjoy that part of the business? Oh, I love it. How did you learn to manage to become a leader from like a solopreneur, as we call it today, to having many people? Did that feel natural to you? It was not that easy, especially when from a small company to scale up is very difficult because it's harder to delegate because it's you feel like you you know you you know the best and you you know you breathe everything this company did. But then you hire some amazing executive that they have the experience uh, scale, to scale up the business and then you trust them and this is how you work with. You are not able to grow to be a multi-billion dollar company if you, if you don't learn how to delegate and if you don't have amazing people that will help you to grow. How do you check in? Because I've had executives in the past who I hired who are experts who didn't do things right. And yes, they know more than you, which is also scary. How have you learned to hold accountable people who know more than you about finance or keep them accountable and responsible to make sure that your business... Look, you you have some good ones and some bad ones. And not bad ones, but people that they don't resonate with your business. They have a different idea of running the business. Because I think all people are that work in their whatever field for many years... They are very smart and they are very good, but everybody has a different way of looking at things. There are people, the executive, that will delegate and you want them to do themselves or, you know, there are different people. But you need to find the right person that works for you. All right, guys, it's the holidays, and I want to talk to you just a little bit about Vistaprint. So you're probably looking for holiday card this season. I know I am, and I'm using Vistaprint. You can spread more joy with custom holiday cards, calendars, and photo gifts from Vistaprint. You pick a shape and choose one of Vistaprint's gorgeous designs, and then you can put your favorite picture on the card. And finally, figure out how many you need and order them up in plenty of time for the holidays. You need to start planning now. They are upon us terrifying. In addition to their awesome cards, Vistaprint also has custom photo calendars and you can upload your favorite photo right from your phone to create books, mugs, and canvas prints with photos on them. And your satisfaction is 100% guaranteed or they'll make it right either by reprinting your order or offering a refund. So why not try Vistaprint? Make this season more merry at vistaprint.com with up to 50% off holiday cards and photo calendars plus great deals on photo gifts. Just enter promo code girlboss 50 That's vistaprint.com, promo code GIRLBOSS50. The offer expires January 5th. So in 2018, you partnered with TPG. Yes. You sold a minority stake Mm -hmm. to enhance your operations and growth, focus on e-commerce, international expansion. What has that partnership done for your business? Was that the right decision? Oh, yeah, it was definitely the right. I will not be able to do this because like only if I take the warehouse to keep the inventory, you need system, IT system. You, you need computers. Oh, it's you the need, worst. Uh, it's, ERP, it's ERP MS, warehouse yeah. management system. We have so many products and we ship internationally. And uh, plus TPG has 16 offices around the world and it's so... Uh, 
uh, efficient for us to, let's say, we need uh, in Singapore to form an office and TPG has the expertise to tell us exactly where to go, what to do. Um, and, and it's really amazing. Plus the IT, I am not expert in IT. I don't know anything about that. Um, they were able to give us the right people. Um, then the, um, the supply chain, In one, it's one thing to, to create and to make products and, and ship uh, domestic, and it's another thing. There's um, restrictions internationally. You yes, can't ship nail yes. polish Plus places. The, and the um, quality control, then registration. You have to register all the products around the uh, in every country. Uh, every country is different. I, it's it's very complex. Have you dealt with a lot of counterfeits? Oh, so many. Is it super expensive? So expensive to, to destroy them. <laughs> yeah. I cannot even tell you that. I mean, it makes me so mad. Yeah. But it is what it is. You have to destroy them because they could uh, get in hands of people and they could be poisonous or whatever. They have lead in and they are, it's dangerous. So we, we have uh, definitely, um, we have to destroy them, to pay to be destroyed because um, they are dangerous products and we don't want that. Do you have to buy them off the market? Yes. Wow. So I want to get back to investment. How long did investors chase you before you decided to um, engage with them? You know, there were a lot of people that they chased, but um, I decide in 2017, in the uh, I think at the end of the year, almost beginning of 18, that if I want to go internationally, I have to have some some partner. Will be hard for me to do it on my own. And they valued the company at three billion dollars. I know. Well, I was kind of surprised myself when um, we had to get uh, an, an evaluation and like, oh, is that big? Wow. <laughs> if I, uh, you did that. Yes. You did it with a lot of really great people and your daughter. Yes. And a great product. And uh, you see, what I think was different about our company, we never had that in our mind. To us, what was important was to create the best products, to create the best content, to create the best of the best. We didn't chase the money. We chased the quality of the products, what we offer uh, to our customer. This is what was important for us. Be the best and everything you know, will come becomes up. a lot easier. Yes. It's a matter of you know, there's push and pull marketing yes. and push marketing is like, I have a thing yeah. here, buy it rather yes. than I have this amazing thing people are going to talk about. They'll come to me. Yes. That's pull. Yes. yes. So, so what did it feel like when somebody told you your company was worth $3 billion and that you were worth what, over a billion dollars? So the value of the company is $3 billions, and I sold a minority for over a billion so what did that feel like? To be honest with you, I uh, I mean, it was um, almost like a validation to me in my eyes and in my mind that I did a great job on, on making this amazing products. This is how I looked at. Money really uh, are great. I'm not going to start here to complain or to cry um, because it gives you the freedom to, in my case, now I have to, I work because I love to work and I love what I do. I don't need to work, but I love it every day. And I think I work more right now than I worked in my previous years, I have to say. 
It's called fuck you money. <laughs> um, was there one thing that you, sp- I mean, I have to ask, uh-huh. is there one thing that you splurged on that you no. was, no. Okay. Your cool hair. Like what is that in your tinsels, hair? Yeah. She's tinsel in her yes. hair and it actually looks really Because you know what? Everything natural. I touch turns to gold. <laughs> it's true. It's true. I'm, yeah, Rumpelstiltskin. Yeah. Um, what's your favorite product in your line? Oh, my God. This is like uh, you have 10 kids and you ask me what is your favorite kid. I like everything in my uh, in my line. We never make – we work in probably we 100 projects right now. We don't launch anything if we are not absolutely in love with me and my daughter. So everything we make, I love it. But, of course, eyebrow products are my babies. Uh, and the brow is, I should say, it's probably my favorite product. For those of us who can't get into a salon, and I mean, obviously there's your social media, but how would you describe over audio, which is probably not the best medium to describe how to do your brows, what would your kind of like three tips be? Oh, to you, the best <laughs> is to take a pencil, like the brow is, for instance, and above middle of inside of the nostril, you make a mark, and that should be the beginning of your eyebrows. It's very important to understand where your eyebrow should begin, should end, and what is the highest part. So above middle of inside of the nostril, straight above, that should be beginning of the eyebrow. So with the brow is, you put a mark there. Then outside corner of the nose, corner of the eyes, you put another mark there where you meet the eyebrow, that should be the end of your eyebrows and tip of your nose, uh, this imaginary line, tip of your nose, middle of the iris, where it meets the eyebrow again, that should be the highest part. And then you create this triangle almost. That's the golden ratio. You fill, yes, you fill in your eyebrow slowly. If you watch uh, our Instagram, we have so many uh, videos, or you go on our website, Anastasia.com, we have videos that you could create that look based on what eyebrow problem you have or challenges you have. You said that in Romanian, there's no word for stress. We we didn't have stress. I I mean, I don't know. People really were able to deal with the problems. Because look, to me, business and life is all about dealing with things, solving problems, even businesses. You go to work every day and you need to solve problems, yes? Mm-hmm. Th- this is, in my mind, this is what business is all about. Well, you do. It is not uh, you are going there to have great time. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> if you are able to have great time in the same time where you're solving problems, you are a lucky person. But business are challenges every day, yes? Mm-hmm. You have to solve this problem and that problem and that problem. And I think if you tell yourself, that, oh my God, this is so stressful. You will amp yourself and you will be stressed. But if you say, okay, let's see how we could solve this problem. Mm -hmm. We have three problems to solve today. Just keep your cool and solve the problems. Sometimes you solve them, sometimes you don't. But uh, you constantly need to find ways to solve your problems. You may not know this, but most deodorants we use every day contain harmful products that have proven links to cancer. But not Hug Me Deodorant by Bloom. It's an all-natural, safe, and sustainable deodorant. I love it, and it really works. I smell less. I get so many more hugs. 
Here's how it works. Hug Me Deodorant by Bloom is made with probiotics. The probiotics encourage your body, as we all know, to make good bacteria. And as a result, your body produces less bad bacteria, so BO doesn't exist. Mainstream antiperspirants contain aluminum, which I've heard can give you Alzheimer's, so I try not to even put my food in aluminum. Aluminum can get absorbed into our bloodstream, has been linked to cancer as well, but Bloom is all natural and it's rated the best deodorant ever by the New York Post. And you can try Hug Me risk-free. There's a 30-day satisfaction guarantee or your money back. This is a product that lives up to its hype. Go to Bloom's website and read verified five-star customer reviews. And while you're there, check out Bloom's other safe, sustainable self-care products, including face wash and organic pads and tampons. Hug Me by Bloom keeps you feeling fresh and super huggable. And right now, our listeners will get 25% off their first stick and free shipping when you go to bloom.com slash girlboss. That's bloom.com slash girlboss for 25% off your first stick and free shipping. If, if you don't love it and you don't feel amazing when you wear it, return it for a full refund. No questions asked. That's bloom, B-L-U-M-E dot com slash girlboss. I finally got to a place where instead of like reacting, I'm now responding. You have to respond, of course. And objectively, which business should be, unemotionally, objectively, just saying, okay, well, what needs to get done to solve this rather than like, what's the problem? Oh my God, problem, problem, problem. Great. Absolutely. Well, my only job is to find a solution. Yes. And that's optimism. Absolutely. Not only that, but you see, when you want to do business and you want to have a successful business, you need to realize, okay, what are my choices here? Um, never look back, oh my God, I did. I took 300 bad choices. <laughs> like, no, I don't want to look back. I need to always look forward and try to be cool and take the right decision. Because you know what? It's up to you. And always when you start doing new projects, always have A and B. Don't don't make plan A only one because if that doesn't work, then you will need uh, again to go back and plan again, lose time, and uh, you are upset that you did something and it didn't work. Many options. Many options so, always. Yeah, nothing's done until no. the contract is signed Correct. and the money is wired. Yes. So you have to detach yourself and try to not be so emotional. This is a business decision. Yes or no? You're like, oh, I don't know. What should I? No, it doesn't work like that. Mm-hmm. So of your 300 mistakes, <laughs> which one would you say is your big has been your biggest mistake? Oh, I don't know if I made big mistakes, obviously. You don't get where I got if you make major mistakes. But I did mistakes. I'm very careful, okay? I'm I'm like a Capricorn. I always need to feel the 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 ground under my feet. Um I take very cautious um um move when I do business, uh, always really careful with my money, very, very careful with all the decisions. I've made mistakes, but not major mistakes. What would you say your biggest career victory has been? My biggest victory, of course, getting where I am today. Um, but I have to say, I just came back from Romania and meeting all the, like over a thousand uh, fans there, I realized that um, 
I am the American dream because of my Romanian roots. Everything I learned in school and from my parents and living in that country, I was able to see the opportunities here and work harder than everywhere else. Um, I think this is the country that could offer you opportunities that no other country will do. None. Doesn't exist. But you really have to work hard. Nothing gets easy. And you, you need to be focused and determined. And never, ever happy. You constantly need to look for the next step. I mean, at least this is how I feel. You could you constantly need to adapt very quickly. You have to, to find ways to, to grow. I don't know. This is what I think, to be successful. So there's always something that's next. What is Always. What's next for you? Oh, we want to be a global company. I want every single woman on planet Earth to have one product, Anastasia. So you, you kind of just described it. This is a question I ask everybody mm-hmm. who comes on Girl Boss Radio. But this concept of success, achievement... It could be family. It could be so many things. What does success mean to you? Success to me is that moment where you are able to do what you love. Um, it If you do it for many other reasons, if you do business for many other reasons, I don't think it's so satisfying. To me, is you are not successful enough if you chase the money or if you chase the that, um, I don't know, to be in magazines. or Success to me is to, to wake up every morning and be excited to go to work. We have something called Girl Boss Moments on, yeah. on Girl Boss Radio, which is just a moment in your most recent history where you're like, damn, I'm really proud of that. Or that really fulfilled me. I'm glad I took a walk today. Or you know, sold the millionth brow product or probably more than a million for you. What was your most recent Girl Boss moment? Like like I said, I went to Romania and there were like a thousand women there. I mean, men and women. And they would come to me and, and they would say, I drove for eight hours and you are my hope. You are my inspiration. I mean, they were all crying with, with tears in their eyes. And it was absolutely the most satisfying uh, moment for me because you inspire somebody. You Just telling your story, you, you give somebody the hope that they could do it too. To me, that was incredible. I mean, I took a thousand pictures, selfies. Sephora wanted me to take only 250 pictures because they all sign up for this moment. And there were over a thousand people there. Like, I can't let them leave because they were there looking at me. Like, I have to take pictures with every single one. Yeah. That's a lot of people. A lot of pictures. But you're a hero. Yes. Oh, no. I loved every moment. Anastasia, where can we find you and your products? So, uh, yeah, in every products you will see a, a piece of me or you will find a piece of me. And we are in Sephora, uh, Sephora um, US and globally. Sephora is a partner, global partner with us everywhere. Um, we are in, um, in uh, Ulta, Nordstrom's, Macy's, dealers in United States. So we are over 2,500 stores in United States, and we are in 30 countries for now, expanding every day. Uh, And I'm so proud 
that we are able to be everywhere. And of course, you could go on our website, AnastasiaBeverlyHills.com. And we are trying to offer our clients the best in class products. Anastasia, congratulations is an understatement and long overdue. Thank you so much for joining me on Girl Boss Radio. Thank you. And I wish every single girl that is listening to your radio to follow their dream. Never be afraid because you have nothing to lose. You could always start all over again. Thank you so much. Of course. Thank you for having me. I want to give a big thank you to Anastasia for coming on Girl Boss Radio. I learned a lot and I hope you did too. And as always, if you liked what you heard in the show, please go ahead, leave us a rating wherever you get your podcasts. And if you've already done that, please take a minute and write a quick review for the show. It's a simple way that you can help us spread the word about the show because we want Girl Boss Radio to reach more listeners and you can help us to do that by rating, reviewing and sharing it with your friends. Okay, that's it. Bye bye.